Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, children. Welcome to the School for Dumb Women, the podcast where every week we explain the things you didn't realize you had no idea about in a very semi-professional manner. It's like being back at school. I'm your host woman, geek that tried to be friends with everyone, Hannah Varrell. With me is wore white jeans while she had her period in sixth form, Alexandra Haddo. That was a day that almost spawned a thousand nicknames for me, Hannah. And skateboarded into class before removing her sunglasses, Caroline O'Donoghue. It's ten years later and I still have the same Saturday job at the video game store, because I'm still cool. This week we're talking about how a jumble of letters will determine how well you see, why people use tiny nets in a very posh sport, and have I done this before? Deja vu. Let's begin the show. Unless we already did. <laughs> okay, Hannah, is it better with or without? Um, for listeners at home, I was just gently resting my vagina on Hannah's shoulder and I just wanted <laughs> to know. With, without. With or without? With, uh, with. without. I think it's just uh, <laughs> larger and bolder. <laughs> oh, well, Okay. <laughs> I'll take it elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, this week I thought I would talk about eye tests because, guys, I had my first ever Aww. eye test. What do you mean your first ever eye test? I, it was my first ever eye test. I last had an eye test when I was about six years old and they were just checking that I could see normally. Wow. Oh, I used to have like one a year. No, that's normal. This is the thing that like I kind of mentioned casually to the office, as you do. I've never really had an eye test and heads turned. <laughs> and I was like, People spat. <laughs> people, people spat. People were like, what? What do you mean? You've never had an mm. eye test. Now, tell me this. Is getting an eye test like going to the dentist or is it like going to the doctor? Because you're supposed to go to the dentist whether you need to or not. But you only go to the doctor if something's wrong. I don't know. I think it's kind of in between the two because Mm -hmm. um, I think you're meant to have an eye test every two years if you have glasses. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of got the general impression, apparently, that I was meant to have had an eye test anyway, even though I don't think I need glasses. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it just really scared me. And I was like, what do you... I thought there were lots of people who had never had eye tests and they were like, no, book one in straight away. Uh, So uh, it was very scary. How did you find it? I loved it, Caroline. Wow. Oh my God, I love it as well. It's, I loved it. Yeah. It's where I first experienced what I now know to be ASMR. Really? And it's, oh. and it's the only place I ever get that feeling, really. Yeah. 
It's like them. I get it when people are concentrating on me, which makes me a very selfish lover. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed trying out all the machines. I kind of turned up, and the guy was like, "Oh, sit in the chair," and I was like, "Which chair? I don't know which machine is first." And he was flabbergasted. He was like, "What do you mean you've not had one before?" And I was like, "What is everyone judging me for? I was never told that there could be something like growing behind your eye that you don't know about." Well, yeah, like a brain. Yeah, I did think that was quite scary when I realised the possible repercussions of not having had an eye test. I'm not judging you, I'm judging Mr and Mrs Farrell, who didn't parent you correctly. Ma and Pa. (laughs) They just left me in the coal shed. Yeah. (laughs) She'll see if she has to see. Yeah, so I did all the machines. I did the one where you look at the green cross, uh, mm-hmm. the one that takes a photo of your eye, the one that um, with the house on the hill that you have to look at. Ah, yes. Uh, the puff in the eye. The puff in the eye. The that's puff in an, the eye. Yeah. Oh, my God. You didn't know that was coming. I didn't know that was... Well, I did, actually, because I did tweet and say, oh, I've got an eye test tomorrow. Is it fully naked or half naked? <laughs> Imagine if you just, like, derobed. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was a funny joke. And then someone replied and said, oh, just wear whatever you're comfortable in, uh, but watch out for the squirt in the eye. And I thought it was hilarious. I was oh, like, you were joking. You thought that's it was a jizz. funny topical joke about jizz. <laughs> and then it turned out there is a squirt in the eye. Yeah. But it's air. Did you freak out? Were you like, no? I was like, I'm going to do this really well. And the guy complimented me on how well I dealt with the squirt in the eye. Oh, I heard they said it about you. (laughs) (laughs) Never spit sauce swallows. She just uh, (laughs) takes it in the eye. eye. Takes it in the eye. I have a question for you guys. Yes. As probably none of our listeners know, um, I am the only dumb woman who permanently wears glasses. Yes. But I have a really hard time accepting that about myself. Oh. Like, because I just always think that, like, I'm not a, I'm not an ugly nerd, surely. <laughs> I don't wear glasses. I only wear them to read and walk around and see people, <laughs> which is all the time. Do you, do you when, when you're explaining me to a friend, are you like, oh, you know, Caroline, she's, like, tall and has glasses. Like, do you, like is that a descriptor that you guys use? I no. actually don't. No, Never. I see beyond your physical appearance, Caroline, and I see the beauty within. Oh. Also, I don't always think of you as a glasses wearer because you don't always have them on. Okay, good. Yeah. But I think also the whole kind of like uh, idea of glasses wearers as being nerdy and stuff, it doesn't really work anymore. I don't think people really have that. Yeah. I Um, find it quite sexy when you sort of know a guy without glasses and then you maybe start dating him and then he goes to drive and he puts some glasses on and you're like, whoa! Oh my God. (laughs) Clark Kent. Yeah. Yeah. So um, me and Gavin both are glasses wearers and for the longest time when we were first going out I didn't want to um, wear my glasses around him Yeah. Um, because I didn't want to be like a Specsavers couple. I was like, we can't both have glasses. <laughs> and he was like, we can definitely both have glasses. <laughs> That's not kiss, a thing. <laughs> when you kiss someone with glasses and you're wearing glasses, do the glasses like bash up against each other? Um, yes, they do. But also... It's quite sexy because, you know, when we're at home and, you know, we have, have a little peck on the cheek or whatever, and then we go for a bit of a snog and then the glasses come off. I'm like, <laughs> oh, we're going to do it. <laughs> it's and it's quite nice. Like, it's nice. That's the sign. <laughs> also, like, of all the things that you're going to take off before sex, like, loads of them are really awkward and yeah. awful, like, skinny jeans don't get, even get me started. But glasses is kind of like a throw everything off the table and put you on it move isn't it it's just like take them off my face and throw them somewhere yeah <laughs> but you know not, not lens down because scratches are yes, expensive yes of course yeah. Yeah. oh I see yeah <laughs> throw them into the case that they were the velvet case <laughs> and, and, and pop a clothes that snaps really like snap yeah <laughs> lovely I had a lovely glasses case I did get a prescription actually I got a very oh, small me, prescription yeah. of 0.25 oh this uh, is what they told me at my last eye test yeah which bollocks. basically means I don't really need glasses no hmm. but I'm lucky uh, touch wood because uh all of my family, including my younger sister, wears glasses. 
and I'm really? now 30 and oh. haven't needed them yet. Mate, even my dogs sense. are blindy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. We have to give her drops all the time because she's got bad eyes. <laughs> Bless her. So all three of us have bad eyes. <laughs> it's like you knew when you picked <laughs> yeah. her out. Aww. She was like snotting out of her eye when we first met her. So that's why we liked her. <laughs> she's like me. <laughs> she's one of us. Hi, have you actually learned anything about eye tests? Or? Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, I learned something. <laughs> I tell you, but I'm still just not over talking about the eye oh, test. Oh, yeah, okay, go and on everyone knowing what I'm talking about because to me this was such a foreign experience mm. and now I found out that there was this whole party happening and everyone was invited apart from me and now I've t- finally turned up at the party and I'm like there's drinks there's food <laughs> I tell you it's not, it's not been a great party <laughs> yeah you you need to go to more parties <laughs> <laughs> no I did I did learn some facts about eye tests apparently uh, the first form of eye test was looking at the stars Oh, Isn't that beautiful? That so if you can see a certain um, constellation, like the Big Dipper, then um, you've got good eyesight. And if you can't see it, then like, no, you can't come hunting with me. Uh, this is according to Leighton's.co.uk. God, um, I bet opticians got laid all the time in the olden days. Like, <laughs> look at the stars. Tell me which ones you can Just say. Take me! Up with me. <laughs> and yeah, it says that was the first recorded attempt to measure the performance of human vision. But I don't really know where the evidence for that is, presumably on the side of a cave somewhere. Mm. Uh, but yeah, very interesting. And then a guy called Johannes Kepler um, in 1603 apparently decided that the retina was important. That's oh, the layer good. at the back of the eye. I was going to look into how eyes work, and guys, they're so complicated. Oh, it's insane. Mm. There's a hall of mirrors in there. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it really is. And the one fact that I did pick up was that light goes into your eyes upside down because of mm. it being convex, and your brain flips it upside down, so it's the right way up. Man. It's so Very yeah. clever. It's so weird. I don't get Brains it. Brains are so good. Yeah. Um, I also <laughs> learned about... Floaters. Do you guys have floaters? Oh, I've had floaters. (laughs) Oh, God. They make first dates awkward. (laughs) Are they those little spots that you get in your eye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because part of the reason why I decided I should go for an eye test, apart from everyone judging me, was that I've had a floater in my right eye for like six months. Oh, shit. That can be something serious. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, And so I went and sort of talked to them. I was like, oh, it's just one thing. I've just got this floater that's just kind of still here because I've never had a floater. And they were like, flush the toilet and go in for the eye test. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So sorry. And um, yeah, apparently it's because there's like a gel layer in between some of the layers (laughs) of your eyes. And as you get older, it gets more watery and bits of protein sort of like detach and float within the gel layer. Um, and obscure your vision. That is awful. And they can, like, zap them with a laser. Uh, laser eye surgery is another thing that's like, how does that I work? didn't even start to look at laser eye surgery. I haven't got a clue how that works. Have you ever considered it, Caroline? Uh, my mum suggested every time I come home. Really? Because <laughs> she firmly believes that guys don't wear glasses, they're girls who wear glasses. <laughs> and uh, I, do you know what? It freaks me out too much. Fair yeah. I just don't like the idea of a laser in my eye. I also learned that the person who um, invented, you know, the chart with all the letters on it. Oh, yeah. It gets yeah. smaller and smaller. Uh, there's two different people uh, from two different places who <gasps> both equally claim in like half of the articles it's this person that invented it. And in Ooh, half the articles it's like the dry cleaning person. thing again. It's like left eye, right yeah, eye. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Um, and my Wi-Fi isn't working, so I can't, I can't find out what their names were uh, because I did not write it down. Do you remember what two places they were from? Maybe France. I think one of them was France. Yeah, seems right. Scans, okay. Uh, so yeah, I kind of my eyes are fine, basically. But go and get your eyes tested, kids. 
It's a good thing to do. It's fun. If nothing else, it is good fun. You get to play with all the machines (laughs) and you get a squirt in the eye. (laughs) (laughs) If he really likes you. Anna, have you got the Pinot Grigio? I've got the Pinot Grigio. Is uh, it war- room temperature, as discussed? Yeah, yeah, it is. The red actually went in the fridge. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Well, well, you know, Spanish do that. So guys, I've just come back from the printers and all of our name tags are misspelled. Oh, yay! yay! So it must be time for the Women Who Code Mixer. Yay! <laughs> So every week on the Women Who Code Mixer, we spend a little time investigating technology and life online in general. And this week we're doing patches. Mm. Who knows about patches? Oh, um, they helped me not stop smoking because I never started. Oh, ah, very good. <laughs> I had an iron-on patch once that I never got around to ironing on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got about five of them from when I was 15. Yeah. I know, yeah, I really imagined it was going to be something. You know, yeah. <laughs> really a real part of my personality. My brother was quite into them, actually, and he did get my mum to sew them onto his Jansport bag. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, Jan Sport. Or Jan Sport. Jan, Jan is that, Sport. Is I think it's Jan Sport, yeah. Jan Sport. Well, regardless of Jan or Jan Sport, <laughs> a patch is a piece of software that's designed to update a computer program or its supporting data to fix or improve it. Now, um, patches can actually be quite controversial in uh, in many industries because, um, say, like a company releases a video game or, you know, a, a new piece of software, that kind of thing. And often, uh, you know, video games in particular take like, you know, five, six, maybe ten years to make. Wow. And uh, if they have to rush it out for whatever reason, sometimes they won't even finish it properly. Wow. Or, uh, yeah, like there'll be like a, a level that's broken or a wall someone keeps running into oh. when they're supposed to run through it or something. Okay. Glitches. Glitch, essentially glitches. Yeah, we've all seen Wreck-It Ralph. Um, and what the games developers will then do is that they'll create a patch because most games now are played online, you know, and are connected through a network. So they'll, yeah. they'll release a patch that you then download to essentially fix the game. Like so, a plaster. Like, exactly, like a plaster to go over your eye. So then gamers will have to like download a new thing so they can play the thing that costs them like £60? Yeah, that's insane. Because is it the same as these days when you have a bug in an app and they your update kind of fixes yeah. it? A bit, yeah. a bit of it. I think it can be updates as well. But sometimes, a lot of the time, it's just like, oh, we didn't finish this properly. So it's like very <laughs> specific problems rather than sort of like, here, we upgraded the whole thing. Yeah. So I was thinking, uh, if you were to download a patch for your entire personality, what would it be? Oh, that is a really good question. I know um, what yours would be. What would it be? <laughs> <laughs> bitch. <laughs> uh, bitch. Um, you would download a patch so that when you sleep with someone that you don't care about, you also didn't care about what they thought of you. Oh, God, I would love that. <laughs> That is so my life. Alex, like, Alex will come in like her dick swinging over her shoulder being like, <laughs> pull someone last night. Just He was just good looking. I don't care who he is. And then two days later, she'll be like, my hair is falling out in chunks because he's not called. <laughs> and then I'm like, but I don't want him to call. I just want him to want to call. <laughs> I want me to know that he wants to call, but he doesn't need to call. Is that your patch update then? Yeah, it's my patch. All right, I am dispatching a patch update to oh, you. Oh, thank you so much. It's in the post. Popping it over my badge so I never have sex <laughs> I'm like the Wizard of Oz in this segment, by the way. Yeah. You ask my grant. Yeah. Or sometimes I tell you what's your problem. <laughs> so if, if this is the Wizard of Oz and you're the... um. Straw Fanny. Yep. <laughs> I am. 
Then I think uh, Hannah's here, the tin woman. Oh, because I so am. You really find it hard sometimes to feel your feelings, don't you? <laughs> To open up. Yeah, you're like the opposite of Alex, don't you? You just yeah, Alex has all the feelings, much. and you have one I'm a stone cold woman. <laughs> I have to tell you everything immediately as it comes into my head. <laughs> I will percolate for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's just go to therapy, isn't it? Oh yeah. Do you, <laughs> <laughs> do you wanna? Should we set that up for you? <laughs> we can't afford that. We just have a patch. No, we're not making enough money on these ads yet for you to go for you to go to therapy. So you just get a patch. Is that okay? Okay. Do you accept the patch? <laughs> it's just a patch that says I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> like a little sticker. I am. Hannah, put your patch on. I can wear when I go on the tube. Yeah. Yeah. Hannah Burrell is more repressed than the average war victim. <laughs> What would your patch be, Caroline? Oh, I think you have to tell me that because I just told both of you your patches. <laughs> um, I think, uh, I think... Well, listeners might not know this because I often edit it out, but Caroline, you're very farty. So, uh, <laughs> and often we have to pause proceedings. I know. So. <laughs> Yours would be more of a plug. <laughs> more of a plug than a patch. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I would like... Yours was like, you know, deep, you know, insights into personality. And you guys are like, Caroline, you fart too much. This is, this is a small studio. That, also, means, that means that your, your personality is perfect, though. Yeah. But it also means in the last, like, couple of hours of podcasting people have been listening to, I have, like, have the, a bad vagina, um, <laughs> bad eyesight, and a displaced rectum. However, you've got a smoking bod and a lovely face. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And problem skin. <laughs> All right, lads, that was Patches. <laughs> Alex, you've made us all run around a field for a very long time now, and uh, now we're all caught in a net together. Is it Jumanji? No, Hannah, it's Poshjumanji, <laughs> which is also called lacrosse. Ah, Poshjumanji. Yeah, lacrosse. <laughs> Is one of those sports that you, I'm not going to say you hear about it a lot, but like throughout your life, it, you know, you know it exists. Yeah. You sort of can picture it. Yeah, the posh person trigger word like polo or yeah. foie gras or <laughs> astigmatism. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, uh, one of my friends, Jamie, who listens to this podcast. Hi, Jamie. Hello. Um, he is, um, well, he won't mind me saying this. He's very uh, sort of rough and ready, like me, from a very uh, small town near Liverpool. And he is the person you would least imagine to have ever played lacrosse, just because you really do associate it with, you know, posh people. Yeah, it's like a private school thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And so I thought he, ta- he talks about it quite a lot and he talks really highly of it. So I was like, Do you know what? I couldn't tell you anything about lacrosse. I could sort of see it in my head. But like I couldn't tell you anything, so I've devised a mini lacrosse quiz to oh. show how nobody really knows what Ooh. lacrosse is, but now I do. A la quiz. A la quiz for lacrosse. Lacrosse. So here is the lacrosse quiz. Is it me versus Caroline, or are we on the same team? Um, oh. It can be, but you, you are there teams in lacrosse? I don't even know. Well, <laughs> are you over yourself? Out. I don't know. Do, 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 do. Lacrosse quiz. That was the how to be a millionaire music, everyone. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> you can't phone a friend, though, because the only friend you have is each other and you're against each other. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> how many halves are there in a game? Two. Two. <clears throat> oh, no. Four. How Why, is that's that a quarter, possible? surely. Yes, I know. I tricked you <gasps> so that I could make you look stupid. Oh. Um, in 
amateur or collegiate lacrosse, there are four sections of 15 minutes, but played on a professional level and internationally, it's four sections of 20 minutes of play. Ooh, with a mini, crucial with a, extra five minutes. Yeah, with a break in between each section. How many players are there on a team? 11. 14. Hannah is correct. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, 11 members. Wow, like a football game. Yeah. Oh, cool. um, well, it actually, it actually uh, diversifies between, because men play on their own. This is what I quite liked about lacrosse when I learned about it. Men play on their own, women play on their own, but there's also mixed lacrosse, which has slightly different rules. Oh, that's nice. Which I will very slightly touch on You know, later. men and women don't often mix in sports. I know, like I, it's teams. quite nice. And in the men and women in mixed lacrosse, it's non-contact, because obviously that would be a bit unfair if, like... We were getting barged by. Yeah, if there's like mm. some six foot three huge hunk of a person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Slamming into you. How ma- dream. Oh, my next question was <laughs> how many types are there? I've just told you. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Three types. Correct. Yay! Because <laughs> you were nailing this. <laughs> um, do they vet your parents' income before you're deemed posh enough to play? That's not something that you would make up as propaganda. No, I think, it, I think they do, but it's not to get on the lacrosse team, it's to get into the uh, American college or, you know, private school Ooh. to then get on the team. Hannah's thought this through, but you're wrong. Caroline was right. I just made it up. Oh. Um, <laughs> all my questions, I just told you in the first one, is it a contact sport? Well, yes. It, single sex, it is a contact sport. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Yes. Yay. Yes. Um, and who is the David Beckham of lacrosse? Oh. Ooh, is there an A, B or C option? Because I don't know a single lacrosse player. Okay, is it A, Jason Donovan? <laughs> Jason Donovan. Just trying to think of a name. <laughs> Jason Donovan. Is that a famous person's name? Isn't that yeah. Kylie's uh, boyfriend oh from Neighbours? Yeah. <laughs> Jason. A. Jason Donovan. Fine. Is that star, who it is? Is it A. Star of Neighbours, Jason Donovan? <laughs> B. Lifelong lacrosse champion, Paul Rabbill. <laughs> or, or C. George Allagaya. <laughs> I'm going to say Jason Donovan. A. Sadly, oh, it was. I want to win this, so I'm going to go B. <sighs> it is Paul Rabel, <laughs> who's been a top lacrosse player <laughs> for over 10 years. Um, essentially, lacrosse is sort of a strange hockey, but with slight, like instead of on the end of the sticks, there's a stick, it's just a net. Mm. Yeah. But how does that work? So you catch it, and then what? You, you ca- just sort yeah. of hold it, and then you throw it at someone else? Yeah. Do you, do you, can you run with it? Is it travelling? Uh, yes, but you can't run with it for too long. And it's a very fast-moving game. I watched a few videos today of lacrosse being played, and it can go on the floor. That's when it starts to get violent, because you're allowed to kind of like barge people to, off the off the ball oh, to try and get it because yeah. in, back into your net. But you've long scoopers that when do you need to, like, like at what point would you need to be that close to someone? So say it's on the floor and you're running to get to it and we're both running to it together. Yeah. Like, I can oh, literally right. then you could barge be violent. Yeah. Um, and it, it can be quite quite violent and there's like a little net like hockey as well, like ice hockey and stuff like that. Um, oh, like and a it goal? Gets, yeah, like a goal. Um, and obviously you just, you're supposed to score as many in the opponent's net as possible and there's a goalkeeper does the goalie have a stick or does the goalie just use their hands with gloves on or something um i think they're allowed to use their hands oh really i don't know though actually i was watching a game today and i didn't think about that but you're also thinking the hand-eye coordination needed Mm. in that game it's because the scoopers the scoopers (laughs) official name (laughs) the scoopers aren't huge and the ball is quite small are they not so it is quite a skillful game it sounds a lot like hurling if yes, it familiar. is. I was going to do that actually because my other friend, who's Irish, uh, mm-hmm. who I'm you have another of... Irish friend. No, <laughs> sorry, Cahal. Cahal. It's a more Irish name. 
with a more Irish name. I am disgraced. Um, yeah, he was like, practice. oh, my hurling stick arrived from Ireland, so I'm going to join a team. And then Jamie plays lacrosse. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I feel I would feel bad doing hurling when you're Irish because <laughs> maybe that should be your segment so, Wait, as so I I'll do lacrosse what's hurling or should we not get into that now um, hurling it, it, it's from the sounds of it it's a lot of the same rules except the um, the bat that you're playing with is like a flat yeah kind of hockey stick club looking thing yeah so you balance the ball which is like a big hard baseball oh, almost to slitter yeah um, on, on, you balance it on that and rather than around, having like a net and an spoon race yeah. yeah a bit yeah and you belt it around at each other obviously yeah um, the women's version is called Camogie. Oh, that's cool. Mm. So, um, but I interviewed a couple of lacrosse players today. What? Yep. This um, is far too much research for this podcast. I know. Um, I interviewed a lovely man called Tom Hatton, um, who used to be the captain of Northampton University lacrosse team uh, wow. some years ago, but he was my friend Jamie's friend, and now we're all 30. So, um, And I asked him a couple of questions uh, just about sport and basically said, what is it? And the roots of lacrosse... You know how we always were always sick of it being like Egypt or yes. China or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Who invented lacrosse? The French? Nope. Maybe Americans. Nearly. Well, yeah, technically. Canadians. Canadians. No, no, no. Actually, you're technically right. Native Americans. Oh. oh. Yeah, I know. How interesting is that? That's and great. it was it was invented to settle disputes between tribes. Wow. wow. Amazing, right? And all the lacrosse players I interviewed today, which was three. <laughs> um, That's a lot, though, for this yeah, podcast. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Really? We're all like, oh, I really didn't see it as a posh sport. They were all very much non-posh and they knew the roots of it and they were like, oh, we don't see it as that at all. Oh, really? Um, Tom Hatton told me that lacrosse is the fastest sport on two feet. Um, and obviously in America and Canada, it's played at a really high level. Um, oh, sorry, 10 players, Hannah. You were wrong, not 11. Oh, no. So Point sorry. deducted. Point deducted. You still have more rounds than I did, though, so you can still have the lacrosse trophy. Mm, yeah, you. fair play. So, yeah, and he says, um, lacrosse requires athletes of all shapes, sizes and abilities. It's not just about being the biggest and the strongest, but it's also about the quickest and the most fluid. Lacrosse is a hugely technique-based sport. However, physical abilities will get you a long way. And he was he was saying it appears expensive from the outset because it and it is known to be a, a mainly white-dominated sport and there is quite a lot of stigma attached to it. But obviously the gear is quite expensive and he was like, it's not on TV. It used to be in the Olympics and it's not in the Olympics oh, really? anymore. Yeah. Um, but they're trying to get it, it back. Um, I guess, I don't know, maybe it just wasn't as popular or like it wasn't as, I don't want to say relatable because the fucking skeletons in the Winter Olympics. But yeah, so it's not in the Olympics anymore. So they're not globally, they're not uh, doing as well. I mean, you say it's a posh person sport, but it doesn't require as much gear as, say, horse riding or sailing, does it? No, exactly, (laughs) yeah. So um, Just need a bit of a net and a field. Yeah. Yeah. And I also spoke to a lovely man who I should just quickly mention called Pete Ardley, who just very quickly put it in that he played for the England Universities team. Uh, But he was the founder of the Northampton Men's University lacrosse team. And he says the mixed lacrosse games are no contact, but you have to have passed or shot the ball within five seconds. Oh, there's a time limit on it. I'd be yeah. so bad at that. Yeah. I'm so bad at telling the time. <laughs> if I'm ever cooking pasta, it's like, you know, three minutes will go by and I'll be like, has it been half an hour? Yeah. <laughs> Has this overcooked? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like a lot of a lot of pressure. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, and so I should also just say thanks to Pete Ardley and to my friend Jamie as well. So lacrosse, not as posh as you might think. Maybe give it a go. It actually sounds quite fun. Yeah. What I, a well-researched uh, segment. Yeah. Thanks so much. I think it kind of sounds all right. Go and buy a net. <laughs> I Go shall. and buy a fucking net. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. 
we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Caroline, I feel like we've been here before, but that's impossible. Help! <laughs> Help! What is happening? Your mind is playing tricks on you. It is. So the inspiration for this segment actually came from the other night when me, you and Hannah went to go see a comedy gig. Yeah. Being friends with Alex means that you get dragged along to a lot of comedy gigs. Sorry, it was very weird. <laughs> um, and we were sitting there and Hannah went, oh, I've just got this massive feeling of deja vu. I was like, is it because we've done lots of things like this before yeah. and she was like no it's not like that and I realised as I was talking to her that this feeling she was describing um, which I'm going to get you to describe right now mm. I have never felt before oh okay okay so tell me what you told me then Hannah okay <laughs> well Caroline I sat next to you and I turned to you and I said Caroline deja vu is like feeling that you've experienced whatever is happening before and it's almost like you know what's gonna happen so if someone spills like a glass you will have a feeling <gasps> that you knew the glass was going to be spilt before it happened almost like you could see into the future i don't know if i feel like that but now i'm now next time i have deja vu i'll look out for that but yeah. now I feel like you're Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. <laughs> How would you explain deja vu? Um, I always think of it in terms of it's the very the first bit that you said is is true. Like you feel like you've been somewhere before, and it always occurs to me in like the details of something. Yeah. So I'll like look down and think, as well as like people talking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It'll also be like the way that cup and the phone are laid yes, next to each other, yeah. and like you feel like. I've been here before. This is very, very interesting. And also, like, I feel very left out because I've um, heard people say, oh, God, massive deja vu just there. And they talk about it as if they've gotten a head rush or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it is a bit of a weird thing because you, yeah. you, you always don't realise it's happening for a bit. And then you're like, oh, hang on. It's almost like you're just like, oh, yeah, I've been here before. Oh, no, hang on. No, I haven't. Yeah. 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 And I, I honestly, I can't really say I've ever had that feeling. Oh, See, this is enough. like the glasses thing. It's like you, there was a whole party happening and yeah. you didn't realise that you weren't invited. I mean, and Hannah are always at the deja vu parties. Well, we've only been to one, but we always feel like we've been to yeah. many. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And whenever I'm with someone who's experiencing it, um, it's always like, 
will be like doing something really normal, like be in the pub or in the shop, and they'll be like, oh, deja vu. It's like, yeah, because we've been in the shop loads yes, and we've been in yeah. the pub loads. I was like, stop trying to make us doing things loads into a thing. It's not a thing. No, but, but then, I would say you you do get it in normal situations and it is, it's so specific that's why you get it because it's like the way that that shopkeeper is talking to that man yeah, or something yeah. like that. And I think I, I dismissed it because I thought people were just sort of, I don't know, dressing up their banal lives yeah. but then Hannah you described it to me in that very specific way I was like oh I really haven't ever experienced that no it's 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 definitely like almost an emotion for me that's sort incredibly of like... interesting that you um, described it that way because I um, looked a lot into how deja vu works today yeah. and honestly there are so many different interpretations of how it works and there's so many different like complicated things but different like memories accessing different parts of your brain and long Latin names for different parts of your brain so I'm just going to try and strip out all of that lingo from it but tell the story as simply as I possibly can excellent um, essentially what it comes down to with deja vu is memory There are two kinds of memory a person can have, which is episodic memory and semantic memory. Episodic memory is like, oh, I remember that time I went to France or I went to Paris. Or like an episode of your life. Yeah, a a real episode of your life that really happened. The other kind of memory is a semantic memory. So I know factually that the capital of France is Paris. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. So they're both memories. They're both things that I've learned for different reasons and through different mediums, but they have entirely different emotional responses from me. So I I think about my trip to Paris and I have like an emotional response echoing the time where I went to Paris. So, oh, it was really happy or it was disappointing or whatever. Yeah. So you, you almost feel like a very small version of whatever that emotion was again. Yeah. Like when you think of a time when you were embarrassed and you, if you feel, even if it was like 15 years ago, you feel embarrassed again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that way where like, for a long time we thought of memory as being like opening up a filing cabinet and you just like, and then take out whatever it is. Yeah. But because your emotional responses are so triggered and, and so nestled in with episodic memory, yeah. it's almost like time travel in a way in that you actually almost experience it again. Yeah. Wow. Um, so the thing, what happens with deja vu is that sometimes your episodic memory goes completely wrong. So, for example, I think we've all had that thing where uh, you experience something as a kid and you kind of make things up about it. Like, yeah. the, the, oh, massively. Like the length of time something was or whatever. Like, I, I'll say to my you know, mom, like, oh, I remember when you had that job there. And, uh, I, I would have thought it was for years. And he was like, I worked there for like two months when you yeah. were four. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And yeah, like yeah. false and exaggerated memories in children is really interesting because in court cases people often manipulate children's memory to get the result they want and it's really easy to do and false memories are quite easy to create yeah yeah especially with children so the time where um people start experiencing deja vu first is when they're about nine, typically. Right. There's an and age at which you start experiencing Yeah, it's, 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 it's all about to do with your developing mind. Yeah, yeah, the construction of your brain. Yeah, and then you, you tend to peak at it in your um, late teens and early 20s. <gasps> and then it kind of tapers off, generally. Wow, yeah. that's really interesting. I wonder yeah. why. But then again, there's lots of cases of um, people who are much, much older getting um, almost debilitating deja vu whereby they like it's it's profoundly uncomfortable for them that they're getting it all the time. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's a really really good article on this that I will share on the Twitter we always say that I always forget but I actually (laughs) will because it's um, it's a really good article but let me continue with how um, your memory gets fucked up. Cool. So um, deja vu often happens because you see something that's so similar to another memory that it triggers the emotional response of that original memory. Oh. So, for example, you walk into a room and you see a chair 
that was exactly like the chair in your grandmother's living room, for example. And then you sort of have the emotional response of having seen that chair before, even though you might walk into that room and not even like on a conscious level notice the chair is there, but on a subconscious level it's registered. And like you're, you're, the filing cabinet is going, we're digging out the memory and you're having the same emotional response and you'll kind of have like a cross wire. You're like, as in like you're, your like, brain in a way will sort of like it'll get mixed up it'll get mixed up yeah. or like one can't ca- catch up with the other so you've got the emotional part but not the f- thing that says oh that chair looks like my grandmother's that's exactly chair. what I'm trying to say yeah. but you express much better yeah. yes um, so yeah you kind of can't catch up so you're having that same feeling that what you, when we I talked about before about episodic memory feeling different to um, semantic memory so you're getting the emotion of something like oh, this feels familiar this feels real even though it's a completely new scenario wow that's really interesting yeah, so it just takes the brain like a minute to catch up. Yeah. And uh, interestingly, uh, deja vu isn't the only kind of vu that you get. Ooh. So there. Ooh, va vu. Voulez <laughs> vu. So there's presque vu, which is um, when you know something but you can't recall it. Like, say, so you've seen, like, um, you know the actor's name, but you don't, like, because you've seen the film like a million times or whatever. It's like blanking on, like, who's in Titanic? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that moment where it's something you know so well. Because yeah. pre- presque in French is nearly. Oh. So it's nearly seen. Oh, is that what it seen. means? Yeah, and déjà vu, déjà means already. Well, the so other kind of vu seen. is jamais vu. Never seen. Never seen, yeah. But what does that mean? I mean, what's so that feeling? Yeah. It's the feeling when you... um. When something is is familiar and you know on an academic level that it's familiar, but actually it feels like it's happening for the first time. And um, one of the most common versions of this is, say, if um, you, you know, when you say a word a lot, you say the same word a lot. And then oh, yeah. by the sixth or seventh time you disassociate from it and you're like... Oh, yeah. Like when you did a segment on buttons and you just said buttons. So yeah, and times. I was like, am I still, is that even a word? And we're like, is that a thing? So they did this incredibly interesting study where they got students to write out the word door like 300 times or whatever. And then when they told them, they showed them a picture of a door, they were like, what is it? And they were, they were really like, not that they were like, they were just unsure. They were like, it's a oh door. Oh my God. So like, that's a door, They right? completely disassociated the word from the meaning. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Wow. That is very... It's good, isn't it? Yeah. What kind of voos do you think you have? I personally think that I have lache vu, which is when I've been out in the lash. I've talked to someone a lot. <laughs> I've talked to somebody a lot and then um, I see them again when I'm sober and they tell me like, oh, and I had a job interview. I'm like, yeah, you did have a job interview. (laughs) (laughs) And how did it go? And they're like, did I tell you? Yeah, we were both pissed. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I have a very similar thing, especially if I've been out with like the same people twice in a weekend. Like the second time I've been out with them, I'll be like, oh, yeah, so... You know, I've got a job interview next week and they'll be like, yeah, you've you've said. Yeah. Or then I'll be like, oh, yeah, because of course you know about my job interview. And then they'll be like, no, what are you talking yeah. about? And you're like, could I just have a, a, cat, a, a catalogue of who I've told what to, OK? Because yeah. I've got the same 12 stories that I tell all the time that are hilarious. <laughs> I haven't got a big thing going on here. I need to know who's heard it. Yeah, you need like a sort of a, like a spreadsheet. Of yes, who that's you exactly what, to. what I need. I think also you could have like Instaview when you know something someone has done from like Instagram <gasps> or Twitter or whatever yes. but you can't remember if they told you about it or if you know about oh, it oh that is it so bad yes. and that's just a really awkward sometimes yeah when you're like well of course you had that uh, concert didn't you did you have a concert you probably <laughs> yeah. had a concert probably a thing to guess would be reasonable 
There's definitely I've experienced with other people and I love it when it happens. It's kind of dumb women Evo where um <laughs> uh more than once with my friend Ryan, he's told me like a really interesting fact he's heard once and I was like, You heard that on my podcast <laughs> <laughs> I think I had that recently as so yeah. I was like, I read this on the news and I was like, No, you didn't <laughs> <laughs> I told you that <laughs> through my podcast. Yeah. I can't think of any more voos. Now, usually we would end the podcast on a smart lesson, and this smart lesson, we're taking the opportunity to take some listener questions in a segment we like to call Guidance Counselor. Jingle pending. Come into my hot, stuffy office where I only work 40 minutes a day and nobody really knows what I do. <laughs> it's all admin. <laughs> I feel like this is a good idea for a smart lesson because every smart woman needs guidance from other smart women. And every smart woman thinks she's in a position to give advice, which we do feel. Yes. Um, mm. So this is going to be a semi-regular segment. So we would love if you sent in your problems, nothing too serious, to dumbwomenpod at gmail.com. But for our first ever problem, I found a very interesting one off of Reddit that I can't wait to hear your opinion on. Oh, I'm excited. You guys primed? I'm ready. All right. I don't have any qualifications for this. So we are the guidance counsellors, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah, I'm ready to counsel. This is uh, by Reddit user Brought a Pig. Okay. Brought Brought a Pig. Brought a Pig. One word. Brought a Pig. My fiancé brought a pig home without talking to me about it first. Oh, I see. There's really not a lot I can say about this situation. I got home yesterday from my day out and I was greeted by a baby pig running around the house. (laughs) Its name is Sir Lancelot. I had no idea she was going to adopt a pig. We talked about getting a dog at some point, but not a pig. She didn't talk to me about getting a pig because according to her, it was a split choice she made. A split Does that choice? mean like a, uh, I think a split, not a, like a split second split decision? Second decision. I think that's what that might mean, yes. Ah. I've been biting my tongue and trying not to be mean about this because we've just had her dad's funeral last week, but I'm not the happiest right now about this. How do I go about this? I don't want to send an animal back. I don't know how I'm supposed to approach talking to her about this because of the timing. Too long, didn't read. Fiancé's father had a funeral last week and she brought home a pig yesterday without talking to me about it. How am I supposed to approach this? Well, you see, the Buddhists believe in reincarnation. And Ooh. I think that's something to take into account here, oh. that if she is a Buddhist, we don't know what her religion is from the Reddit thread, but maybe it is her father that's been reincarnated as a pig. So Lancelot could indeed be her, her dead father, yeah. I'm going to take the cynical view, and I'm going to say that when, his fa- when her father was on his last legs, she was like, do you know what, I've wanted a pig for ages. Yeah. Once he pops his clogs. I'll just do it. Next week, he won't be able to say anything. Not the dad, the husband. Funny, uh, funny though, because like she hasn't ever brought up a pig before. So they've talked about getting a dog, but pig's never been on the agenda and now suddenly we're pig city. Maybe. Yeah. Babe two pig and city. Yeah. <laughs> maybe there was a very canny salesman that capitalised on her grief and sold her a pig telling her it was a puppy. <laughs> Do you know what I think it is, actually? What? I've got some really strong thoughts on pigs. I think uh, we love pig stories like Babe and Charlotte's Web because mm. we essentially humans see themselves a lot in pigs. Yeah, so people always say that pigs are very, very smart, like as smart as humans. They're super smart and they've got very kind of fleshy person skin as mm. well, which is a bit disturbing. Mm. And um, I think the story of the pig, which is like every time we hear a pig story, it's about how um, the pig's sort of fate is death. That's I mean, it has no sort of 
product it gives us on the on the barnyard oh. yeah. other than its own meat. There's no real purpose for the pig. I've heard they've been trained as sniffer dogs, but sniffer dogs are superior, so it's like, why would you bother? Yeah. Um, so the whole purpose of the pig is that it evades death. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's what Wilbur and Charlotte's Web does. It's what Babe does by becoming a sheepdog. And I think she thinks she can cheat death itself. Death that has so recently wrenched away her own father by adopting a pig. So, wow. really, the answer is, he's being an absolute dickhead for thinking that it's not okay for his girlfriend to adopt a pig. Yeah, I think she also probably needs grief therapy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think let her keep a fucking pig. Yeah, she's working through it I in think, her own way. You know, it depends on the species of the pig, because I've been to some farms and some pigs are like fucking huge. Yeah. Oh, you know you can get pigs with wool. Like yeah. furry oh, yeah. pigs. Do you mean oh, sheep? They're like ginger pigs. Yeah, they're very cute. I think you mean sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. That is the thing, though, because like they do start off very cute, but they do like grow to the size of houses. Like, yeah. What animals would you be not okay with your partner bringing home unannounced? Cat. Really? I just could. I don't see myself that way. I would actually quite like it if my boyfriend brought home a cow. I'm into cows. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't have anywhere to put it. Yeah. So they're that very, would be they're a separate very velvety problem. and soft. They're very soothing to be around. Oh, they're cows. nice. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. So, do you think there's any way that this guy can? Um, get rid of the pig without getting of his fiance also. No, I think they need to move house and have a pig shed to accommodate the pig. To have a pig, yeah. And uh, basically do everything they can to facilitate the having of a pig. Yeah, I mean I don't think it, I I don't think it's the worst thing at the moment because it's very much a piglet. Uh, but I mm. think I would be v pissed off in about six months' time where there is a hog in my home. <laughs> I know, and that, by that time you probably love it as well. So I know you're really probably attached. Yeah. You know, yeah. the pig's probably in the bed watching a film. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we can't have bacon sandwiches anymore. That's what yeah. I would say. Yes, you cannot. Or yeah. sausages. I think a pot-bellied pig is probably as big as you can go. Without. I don't know what size different pigs oh, are. You can get like oh, mini like, pigs, can't you? You can, yeah. But micro most, pigs. Most people get tricked by micro pigs because they just. Get, give, them, give you a piglet like here's your micro pig and then it's enormous and of course you're attached you can't just kill your friend yeah to be fair I think I could I don't, couldn't kill a pig with my bare hands but I don't think I'd be as attached to it as like a cat or a dog mm. oh you say that but a week in yeah but they don't have like personalities as much as <laughs> where's Alex she couldn't come tonight she's brushing the pig's hair <laughs> I can really imagine you just like crouching next to it, like your face up against it, whispering secrets into its little triangle ear. <laughs> I love you. Nobody else gets me. <laughs> cool, I'm going to buy a pig. Right, I feel like we've really solved that problem for um, Brought a Pig. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you have a problem that you want to um, have get d- have guidance discuss. on, yes. <laughs> <laughs> then please do email us, dumbwomenpod at gmail.com or Twitter us at dumbwomenpod. Or even Instagram at Dumb Women Pod. Or even Facebook us. Yeah, School for photograph women. your problems, why not? Yes. <laughs> Send them in an envelope. <laughs> well, that's it for another week of three white girls ignoring their privilege. If you feel like it, please give us an honest review on the Apple Podcast Store. Thanks to Gavin Day for our logo, Harry Harris for our jingles, and Soho Radio Studio for our recording space. Thanks also to Water Pig for our pig submission from Reddit. <laughs> We'll be back next week for more farm-based fun. Oink, oink. Moo-hoo. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good boy. Uh-huh. That is one of the best ABBA songs ever. Uh-huh. It is. That and Does Your Mother Know. Does your mother know? I can dance with you, honey. If you think it's funny, does your mother know what you are? Oh, how do you know that one? I can flirt with you, baby. Flirt a little, maybe.
does your mother know that you're wrong? Take it easy, take it easy, gotta slow down, girl. That's no way to go. Does your mother know? Oh, yeah. I do know that song. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.